Well, Merry Christmas to you almost. I know Christmas here is in a few days, just next week. And in today's episode, I wanna talk about something that I found pretty comical, and I'll explain a little background here. But also, there is some truth to this from a money perspective, and there's some value that I think we always need to remember in life, and I'm definitely not lecturing to anybody, I'm talking to myself, because I fall into this trap every now and then. And it's, uh, you know, what we, uh, you know, what this article talks about really gives a good reminder that, hey, you know what? It, it's not that big of a deal. And it, in this situation, uh, you know, has to do with wrapping paper. But in many different situations in life, whatever it is, it's actually not that big of a deal. It, it doesn't really matter. And in some cases, doing what you would think is not the smart thing to do is actually the smart thing to do. So I, I, I go through this just because it is a little bit comical, but like I said, there's some underlying lessons here, but scrolling through my phone and see the headline, the secret to giving better Christmas gifts, wrap them sloppily. Thought, wait, what? Wrap them sloppily, and that's the secret to giving better Christmas gifts? Now a little context here is my brother-in-law, um, he's just, I, I'd never seen him before, but one of our first family Christmases, I mean, you would get a gift from him when we did like the, the, the gift swap and it'd be newspaper and duct tape. That's how he would wrap the gift in newspaper and duct tape. And for me, I, th I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I, I thought, wow, that, that's, that, that's fantastic. So much so that I've totally plagiarized the whole practice. So, I mean, in fact, if you go through social media, uh, um, on my, not my other businesses account. I know I've posted some gifts where I, I've wrapped them and yeah, they are a total knockoff. So I can't take any credit for just not necessarily discovering this, but for doing this, I am totally copying. I've totally adapted the practice uh, or adopted the practice from my brother-in-law. Uh, so Matt, shout out. I don't, I don't think he listens to these, but regardless, Matt is, is quite the genius when it comes to some of these things. And now you see this article come out, which again, just was published on December 19th. And there's, well, first off, it confirms Matt's theory, not that this was ever his theory, but his practice actually holds weight. It, it holds <laughs> surprising value. So I just wanna go through this, but keep in mind, what is the traditional mindset? Well, you know, how do we all grow up? How did I grow up? How did you grow up? I mean, how, how does it work when it comes to the Christmas gifts? Is, Oh, well, they're wrapped. I mean, think about this stereotypical image, right? You have the Christmas tree and under the Christmas tree, you have all these nice little presents and they're beautifully wrapped and they have bows on them. And it's just, everything is just butterflies and rainbows. Everything is perfect. It's so nice. I don't know, does that actually make any difference? So uh, for the article here from MarketWatch, call it the nightmare before Christmas. We spend more than $3 billion a year on Christmas wrapping including paper, bow, and ribbons, say estimates. So think about this, the general idea is that there's a lot of money spent just to, to wrap up a gift. So that's moral of the story, spend a whole lot of money. And that doesn't count the cost of hours spent hiding it in the bedroom, rustling with paper and oddly shaped gifts, juggling string and scotch tape, hunting for the scissors, and risking injury by using those scissors to curl ribbons. Unless you're one of the favored few who can wrap presents perfectly every time, it's an experience that often ends in disappointment too. No matter how hard you try, the presents you place under the tree seem to look like the ones, or excuse me, seem to never look like the ones in the commercials. 
But if this is you, good news is at hand. The whole ritual is a giant waste of time, new research suggests. And it's counterproductive too. People are likely to end up happier if you wrap your presents badly than if you take extra time to wrap them well. And once again, this is based on research. So, uh, so reveals a research paper in the Journal of Consumer Psychology written by the University of Nevada business professors Jessica and Brett Rixum and Vanderbilt University Marketing postdoctoral fellow Eric Mass. So once again, this is not just somebody having a good time. <laughs> there, there is actual research studies done with consumer psychology on this exact same topic. They found this effect after running multiple studies where they gave the same gift to different people, either wrapped beautifully or badly. And it gets, and it gets with other consumer psychology research, they say. Oh, excuse me, and it gels. I need to learn how to read. And it gels with other consumer psychology research, I say. So, I mean, that's also interesting that it's not like these are the only studies that have done, done because then I can see, well, Clay, technically speaking, that's a sample size of like two or three. But no, there's a bigger sample size than that uh, because there's been other consumer psychology research uh, done. But they say participants had more favorable attitudes towards sloppily than neatly wrapped gifts regardless of whether gifts were undesirable, the report, uh, they report. Neat wrapping has a negative effect while sloppy lap wrapping has a positive effect on gift-related attitudes regardless of gift desirability. Thus, wrapping gifts sloppily versus neatly can be a more effective gift-giving strategies. Think about that. Now, I'm not gonna go through the whole uh, article, but what is the more positive way? Wrap them sloppily. <laughs> Wrap them badly. That's what research is all saying. So, I mean, I want you to think about that, though. Not necessarily because I'm telling you to go out and grab newspaper and duct tape, although I would highly recommend it. You probably already have both in your house. So, right there, from an opportunity cost perspective, you don't have to spend any of your time driving to the store or anything like that. And then, you, I mean, you can spend your money on... on or excuse me, spend your time on doing maybe some other money generating ideas rather than spending your time on something that's going to cost you money, which then in turn is going to actually not even work as best as if you just had wrapped something sloppily. So that's, you know, like I said, that's not really the core idea. But what, and I'm definitely talking to myself here is, I mean, are there any other areas in your life or, or in your finances or really in anything where you're doing something that you think is worthwhile or maybe that society says you should be doing, but I mean, do you really need to be doing that? And I'll just go to the most price stereotypical one. I mean, do you really need, is it really most effective? Is it really the best case to have the newest iPhone, to have the newest smartphone from Android or from Sam or whoever? I mean, does, does, is that really making some sort of positive effect? Or can you have just as much bang for your buck, maybe even more so, than going the duct tape route, than going the newspaper route. Or in other words, going the route of, dare I say it, having a phone that's a couple versions old. Oh, an old iPhone. You know, is it really, I mean, do you actually need some sort of brand new car or some sort of very newer car? Or, I mean, can you still get much bigger bang for your buck? Who knows, maybe even put yourself in a better situation by going the duct tape and the newspaper route. Or in this situation, by getting a car with, dare I say, maybe some bits of rust on it. 
dare I say, you know what, that maybe has thousands and thousands and thousands of miles already on it. I mean, is that really the end of the world? Does it really matter if you do something like that? Who knows, maybe that's actually a better situation for you. And we all have these illusions that we create for ourselves where we, we justify doing something and that something, although, and like I said, nobody's accusing anybody of being stupid here or, wow, you're just an idiot for doing that. Wow, you don't, that makes no sense. No, I mean, I can see it. It would be logical to go and wrap something very, very, very nicely. But I mean, the research is suggesting the exact opposite. So, I mean, it's not, you're, you're not silly for doing that and you're not silly for, for thinking or wanting, wow, you know, I, I should probably keep up to date on the iPhones because there's always new stuff coming out and I need, I need this and, and, and that and, wow, well, you know, it's nicer to have a new car because you don't have to do this and that. But, I mean, if you actually stop and think about the numbers, if you actually stop and think about it, I mean, is it really necessary? The phone is just such an easy one. I mean, phones at this point really have, have three, th three core attributes the ability to call, the ability to text, and the ability to take pictures. And the ability to take pictures, basically, it just doesn't matter anymore. I mean, the cameras, sure, like, they do technically get better, but you gotta think about the law of diminishing return, meaning the, the rate at which they're getting better, yes, nobody's refuting the fact they are getting better, but to us common folk, do we actually see, does it really make a difference to need to pay another $1,000 in order to see, maybe see some sort of incremental difference. Now again, compared to 10 years ago, 15 years ago, of, of course, the cameras are way better. But over time, again, the law of diminishing return, you just get less and less return because I mean, there's just less and less progress that can actually be made within a technology before you're basically operating at maximum capacity and you know it, it's one of those it is what it is situations where there's not that much room for improvement so that's what you need to always be keep in mind is are, are you sure you actually need to do that with going back to more so the comical thing are, are you sure that you got to spend all that time spend all that money wrapping up the perfect gift to give somebody because now after you dig a little bit deeper and now of course thank not us digging deeper but thanks to this uh, you know the research you know, going out there in consumer psychology and marketing, I mean, actually, that's the worst thing you could do. And now, sure, there is, I, I, I believe there's, it makes it stand out, so I think that has something to do with it, too. If you get the gift that stands out because it's actually wrapped sloppily, so I, I could see if everybody started to wrap their gift sloppily, well, then at maybe that time, in order to stand out, you'd wanna wrap it nicely. Uh, but we won't, I mean, that's all just conjecture and theory on my part, so I, I won't go down that rabbit hole. But the idea here is just, and like I said, talking to myself, I don't know, are there any areas in your life for me right now, and I talked about this in recent shows, but, and especially around Christmas time, what, what do I think my kids really need? And I, and I say this to you because I get it, for, for, for many, Christmas time can be a strain on the budget, Christmas time can be a strain on your personal finances, because society, because the, just the general thought process, the culture implies, well, it's Christmas time. You have to give people you know, gifts, especially if you're a parent. You're, you gotta give your kids gifts. And in all actuality, I have no research. I have no data points. I have no statistical studies. I have no surveys, but I do have experience. And I would be willing to bet, and I would be willing to wager that if you were to run a study on kids,
saying, hey, here is a toy. Here is insert some sort of gift. So here is this, or you give them the gift of your time, meaning you spend time with them doing anything, going outside on an adventure, just playing a board game with them, just getting them away from any sort of screen and going out there and spending time with them. So if your gift is your time, your full attention, if you could pull kids, if you could survey kids, I would be willing to put money on the result that kids would choose you know, the, the time. That was the best gift you could ever given me, the, the, the time. And you know what, that, that doesn't cost anything. Now sure, there's a little opportunity cost, but you know what, that's a great investment. Really, there's no better investment. Give your kids, so I don't want you to think that, you know, especially if you're trying to knock out debt or just build wealth, I'm not saying you can't get your kids anything, but there's no need to go overboard. Give them your time, and that is more than enough. It's amazing, like I said, for context, maybe if you're new to the show, I have four kids, my oldest is seven, and at this age, I mean, that's that's what they're all about. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you get them a toy, and the next thing you know, 10 minutes later, they're playing with the box that the, do- that the toy came in. But I mean, you give them their time and they think that's the greatest thing ever. And that's, like I said, I am not perfect in this regard at all. So <laughs> this is not me lecturing to anybody. If anything, maybe I'm projecting this to myself that, you know what, yeah, just give them some time. They, they enjoy that and that's better than any sort of gift. So if I could offer you up some encouragement, offer you up a, maybe a solution to the, oh, our budget's running running pretty thin right now. Oh, I guess I gotta put it on the credit card and then you know pay it off with, no, you don't have to put anything on the credit card. You don't have to put your time, spending time, taking somebody out for a little adventure. And an adventure can be anything. I don't know, go play in the driveway. Use your imagination. I don't know, maybe the driveway, some sort of jungle or forest that you gotta track through. They'll think it's awesome. And I guarantee you that I, in the big picture, they would vote for time over any sort of gift you could give them. Just like apparently people vote for sloppily wrapped gifts rather than nice gifts with wrap or with ribbons and bows and all that sort of stuff. So like I said, I found this comical because of the, the history I have with Matt and then the fact that I actually do this. Um, and, and then there, I think there's some good learning lessons and some good things to just keep in mind from a general wealth building, personal finance, and really just life approach type perspective is maybe sometimes what society says is supposed to be the way it is. I don't know. It, it, it might not actually be how it's supposed to be if you take the time to, to dig into the details a little bit more and understand what's going on. So I do wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a, a great time with your family or whatever you have planned. But, uh, you know, and I, I wish nothing but the best for you. So thanks for hanging out and everybody have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I use to pay off 
$163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.